Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Charmed Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Trisha Carr. I am your host. I am a multidimensional medium and channel, and I'm going to give you guys a little information about what those two words mean in this particular episode. Now, as I say multidimensional, what I'm referring to is the layering that we experience in this universe. Of course, we are 3D individuals, and I'm sure that people who are attracted to this channel would and though at least that and are already kind of maybe starting to understand, if not being deep into the concepts of what dimensionality is, density is, and even if it is the concept of us moving into a 5D consciousness. And But for just to be uh, thorough, let's just talk about what dimensions are. And dimensions are, if, one way to really think about dimensions is kind of like the Russian nesting dolls. You know, those dolls that there's a small doll a larger one, a larger one, a larger one, a larger one. And that is to say that we are, or this universe is like a, a Russian nesting doll. And so we are the whole of all of the densities, all of the dimensions. And at any particular time, we can sort of focus in, in the whole or the part. But the truth is we are all multidimensional and even, you might say, omnidimensional, and that is, we all are because there really truly is no separation in a landscape of energy. And so when we speak of multidimensionality or even different densities, densities and dimensions are kind of used interchangeably. And for a lot of times, it's totally fine because the specificity, the nuances of those words don't necessarily always need to be highlighted. Density speaks to the composition of the energy. And it's actually a way to think of the frequency or the tuning of it. And so as a medium or a channel such that I am, I tune to different w wavelengths or different frequencies on the spectrum of what we have in this universe. And so as, an, for example, and well, not just an example, literally, if I want to communicate as a medium with an animal, because I'm an animal communicator, an animal telepath, that I will telepathically tune myself and I'll do that with my intention. And I will tune myself to the frequency, like a radio dial, just like moving it around, to the frequency of that density of that communication. And then I'll basically ring up that particular animal with their, you know, by sending out an energetic invitation using the human that who has asked me to communicate with their animal using their name because that is a portal between the human and the animal where there's trust and love and understanding. And we'll use that portal. And that's how that particular dimension is attuned to, that density, that frequency. And so on and so forth, I would tune to a different frequency with my intention to speak with an animal who was discarnate, an animal who had passed, a different one for an, a human who had passed, different for masters, angels, archangels, cosmic intelligences such as interdimensionals and star beings. And then you actually are able to, I'm actually, I use this to tap into and to see the field of others or communicate with others telepathically, all of these things are our capacity. And this is a, the, the skill that I have, I, I, you know, we sort of have the talent and I think all of us have it and we all are using it whether consciously or unconsciously and then you can shift it into uh, enhancing a talent and honing a skill. And so this is what I do and this is what I also teach people 
along with my partner, Crystal Ann Compton, the founder of the Lightworkers Lab. If you haven't joined the Lightworkers Lab, you want to do it. It is, it's kind of like a utopia. I, I shudder to say that because of the history of what utopias are. But the Lightworkers Lab is a free, completely free online spiritual community that you can find on Facebook. And the resources, people up uh, every single day giving readings and healing. It's really amazing. And then just other, you know, community. It's really powerful. So go join the Lightworkers Lab. You'll find a link in this description. So just I wanted to give a little overview of dimensions, densities, what it means when I say I'm a multidimensional medium and channel. Now, the distinction between medium and channel to me really is just like with mediumship, it's about almost like having a phone conversation. So you're listening and you're because it's coming from frequencies that actually don't use language. It's just telepathy. It's just the energy. Then you do have to interpret it and translate it into the uh, something that was spoken so that another if we're serving another by being a medium then another can understand it or even if it's for myself for yourself then I want to interpret it so that it's something that I can utilize and so, uh, if I didn't interpret it into something that I could utilize with my whole cognition my conscious and the subconscious mind then it would be more like a, a download or an attunement and that's very useful as well and it's definitely a part of the process in any teaching or any uh, even a one-on-one session there are things that are being translated interpreted and then they are sort of utilizable in a 3d sense or with the whole cognition and then there are just there's other stuff that is happening as energy attunement that the co whole cognition doesn't necessarily grasp all of it is useful that's the kind of beings that we are so with mediumship, like I say, it's kind of this interpretation or it's like talking on the telephone. With channeling, channeling is moving aside one's own personality and really shifting the brainwave frequency to an even deeper state. Whereas with reading or mediumship kind of work where you're communicating, whether it's with a past human, masters, angels, I, that's why I call it multidimensional mediumship with the conversation between an individual then with channeling, you are going into a deeper state. With mediumship, you tend to be in the alpha and the alpha-theta crossover of the brainwave states. And then when we move into channeling, it's the alpha-theta crossover if the body is being utilized still. And then if we go into deeper states, such as the what would be aligned with the delta brainwave, delta brainwave state, then that would have our body be less be more incapacitated, like the body were asleep as well, or the body were not being utilized in the, in the channeling. And so that conscious mind has stepped aside even more. Now, in any of the kind of channeling experiences, actually in readings as well as mediumship, the conscious mind stands down and tends to be observing. When one is in a deep delta or theta state, such as Edgar Cayce was when he went into, he was called the sleeping prophet because he would induce himself into a deep trance state. And there was a facilitator there because the facilitator was the one, his secretary, who would deliver the questions and pull the information out and write it down because Cayce in that state, the conscious mind is so far offline that it doesn't map it and amnesia is a part of it. With mediumship and channeling, channeling alike, if you are channeling in the the act more where the physical body is activated, the conscious mind is observing, there still is amnesia. It's very much like a dream. And if you, you know, when you have a dream, if you speak about it right first thing in the morning, then you'll start to bring it into this conscious world and you'll remember more of it. 
But if you don't speak about it, it tends to drift away into the land of amnesia. Same thing with mediumship and channeling. And then in the deeper states of channeling where the conscious mind is so far offline, then the conscious mind may not know what is being spoken of unless it is played or um, repeated back to them. So I just thought it would be fun to talk about that a little bit in this video, in this particular episode. And for some of you, I know this is either review or like, yeah, I know that already. Some of you have been in many of my classes, many of mine and Crystal's classes. But I, I think it's always kind of fun to talk about it again and maybe the way that I experience it and, and explain it, the nuances sort of strike you in a different way. Once again, there's a tuning even in this episode, in this conversation that I'm having while you're listening. Now, having said that, I, I want to share with you a message that came through yesterday in my Mystic Arts Academy. And so my Mystic Arts Academy is, uh, I, we have classes, we have workshops twice per month. You can either do a drop-in or you can subscribe for a very, very low, a very affordable price. We have two, uh, two workshops per month. And we also have one to four uh, group meditations, activations, and hypno journeys that I lead. And so if you're interested in that, you can click in the description and find out more about it. But just to give you an understanding of the context of this message that I shared or that came through yesterday as I led this Mystic Arts Academy session. And the session was actually a group reading and healing. So in, an, in a gallery setting, I was doing, you know, readings and intuitive insight and healings, channeling from uh, the questions of those in the Zoom meeting. And, but we started with a message about abundance. So as the way that this is delivered, I am, I'm more mediumistic. It's like a mediumship kind of, I'm listening and then I'm interpreting. But there's a little bit of that flowing into channel as well. And I, I'm actually going to rewatch it because I did indeed, even though it was yesterday, I remember that it was entitled about abundance, but I don't remember any of the message at this time. And so I, I'm going to listen back so I can see how the, how if I can map it to my cognitive mind as well, because that's really fun to map it to the whole cognition. And so, like I say, if you want to, after what I've just talked about with the mediumship versus channeling and not that they're contrary to one another, because this is a good example of how it's sort of flowing between in that deeper state of alpha, alpha theta and also into, you know, the, in the listening like a medium, you know, you can kind of see me, I think, even like listening and then interpreting and somewhere between there. And I hope you enjoy it, but I really wanted to share it because it's 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 kind of an energy update. It's it's about right now. It's a it's a timely message about abundance in the time that we are experiencing here in 2020. Uh, what are we? Is it September yet? August? No, we're still in August. August of 2020. I think that the message, even if you're listening later than this, it probably has something for you in it. So in a moment, I'm going to play that, but I just wanted to say, if you want to hang on, if you're a regular subscriber or listener, and you want to hang on till past the message uh, that I share, I just want to, there's one other thing I wanted to share with you guys about this particular podcast. So I'll see you on the other side. Surrounding abundance and prosperity, comfort, in the life 
now the first thing we think of it when we talk about those topics is uh, money and, and monetary and having things. And that's definitely a part of it. But there's even more to it that makes us abundant, that we are abundant in anything that is a resource. And maybe maybe chiefly for folks who are here or kind of connect with this sort of intention has to do with creating work or healing and having some kind of character to this life that we would call the purpose a, um, a contribution. That's the best way to say it. So being able to bring in enough energies, light, love, that as we create our life, as we create our being, we are contributing abundance as well. And that's what it feels like to be on that frequency of life purpose. And so that's sort of what's being housed or communicated in this concept of abundance and or prosperity. And that the time that we're in right now, it seems like we have less of it. You know, we're kind of strangled off. We are in 2020 with pandemic, with industries being shut down and or compromised. We have crazy politics going on. We have a lot of infighting in the human race. And then we have a lot of infighting with the Western culture, the United States being, you know, probably the leader in the infighting aspect of what's going on. There are a lot of old systems colliding with new systems, and this collision is creating upset and, and uh, revision of what's going on. And so there's just chaos, 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 chaos. And it seems like we have a halting to that facility of being in the abundance path, of being able to abundantly contrib contribute. But the reminder is that 2020 is a year of building, and our numerology reminds us of that. So it's a year of building. So sometimes when we're building, we're actually doing demolition first. And so that is happening, again, with old systems colliding with new systems, old ideals, things which were at the time the cutting edge idea, you know, it's crazy to even think of that now, but that was as good as the human race was doing at the time, colliding with the current systems, you know, of um, inclus more inclusivity, more fluidity, more openness, and um, more internal sovereignty. External sovereignty actually served its purpose for a while as the human beings were evolving more to where they had more of an inner strength to be able to have, it's like a, a child needs outside sovereignty. The parents have to be able to take care of the child because they don't have the wisdom, they don't have the even the mental capacity. And so we're, we've, we've done some coming of age and the outside sovereignty model is expiring and it's scary. It's scary for all of us. But if we can all remember what it was like whether we were 18 or, or 22 leaving home and supposed to be out in the world and doing it on our own. And it was scary because we had a drive to do it, yet at the same time, we felt like we didn't have enough tools to do it. And that's what the human race is sort of in in a lot of ways. And as sure as we did survive that crossing over at ages 18 or 22, the human race is surviving that and what we who are in the in the idea of i don't know maybe in the awakening experience or the awakened experience which is a journey in and of itself it's never a destination 
that we we're holding the place of of um, you know anchoring light and being able to signal that love and connection and bonding and creation co-creation is the way that it is actually done and it's not done in, in isolation because that's not actually accurate but what we what we are also doing is anchoring peace anchoring presence and being able to anchor that faith in divine synchronicity and so what that drives us to now is what we can do is become even more deeply present and that's where we'll find our abundance because abundance begets abundance we have a primitive also outdated belief that it's it's always it's always there it's in that reptilian mind it's always going to surface for us that says in order for me to progress i have to hate what it is right now i have to hate i have to disown what i have now and that's inaccurate what it actually is is to love what we have now so if we can super duper get into what it is that we have now what we're doing now which you know if you look at the memes and it's like 2020 can go straight to hell and everything <laughs> you know and it's okay to have some moments like that where you're like i can't believe this is still happening i can't believe people are still hurting each other i can't believe you know i'm seeing the things that i'm seeing but if we can see the evidences of when we see the pain that is arising that we can see it as leaving like when our when we're doing our shadow work and the negative emotions show up then the um remembering the uncovering of past trauma when it shows up in us and we say thank you for showing up and i see you as you're leaving so if we can allow the pain that we see the brother hurting brother the sister hurting brother the sister hurting sister and we see this and we see the disconnect between individuals and we see people in pain and fear uh, rightly so if we can see those and become even deep more deeply present and say thank you fear for showing up i see you as you leave i see you as you're expressed i'm grateful to my brother or sister who is doing the expressing letting that fear for the collective to move through them and i believe that there is divine synchronicity and this is not meant to be putting the head in the sand and negating the fact that people are suffering it's a way to actually have compassion compassion means to be with it passion actually means kind of pain you know what i mean it means a trial it means something intense passion means intensity so compassion means to be with someone in their intensity and so a way to actually be with someone when they're in their pain is to honor it to really see it to really feel it and to have gratitude for them and with them rather than mapping the signal onto us to where we're in despair so it's a tricky kind of way that sensitive people have to manage it. But being able to be in the, in the um, gratitude and to literally appreciate yourself, meaning allow yourself to become even more filled with light and to grow in the experience of what it is, to welcome in more light so that you're presence your being your soul is appreciated meaning that it you know like a, how alone appreciates it gets bigger you know getting bigger in the light of what you are so if you can welcome an appreciation it starts with the self and then turn it to the brother and the sister and appreciate what it, what their experience is in this landscape this is our contribution right now and this is a, actually putting blocks down as things are being demolished, other bl blocks are being put down. And it, it is, we are in, on the path of light still. 
And so we are in our abundance creation. We are in our contribution to this story, this universe, this song, and we are doing it now. And so what we're being asked to do right now in order to be in the feeling sense of our abundance path and our abundance moment is to come even more deeply present and see, just be curious about how you can get really into and really grateful for what it is that you're seeing because you called it in, because we called it in. The, that which, the challenge that we have right now is the challenge that we asked for. And so somehow finding a way in that paradox to be, add some gratitude for it as well as the foundation. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention the video quality is uh, not very sharp just because it came off of a Zoom meeting. But I hope you received something from that message anyway. And I wanted to share with you if you are a regular subscriber or listener. And actually, I want to invite anyone who's new to subscribe or listen if you kind of got on this jam in any way. That I wanted to share with you, you know, the episode before last. So not the very last one that I had Kelsey Kinsey White talking about light language. But the one before that and the episode is called, Is Our Spirituality Being Hijacked? It was a sort of different message. Um, I felt very impassioned, I think, about it. I felt I, 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 had, I had a lot of, I had, honestly, I had a lot of vulnerability in that. And because it, I was noticing some things that I see going on in our spiritual seeking communities of these messages that are negative or false narratives that are kind of creating a lot of fear. And most importantly, these messages are about separation. And that's flatly, plainly not what unity is about. It's 100% diametrically opposed to unity consciousness. Separation, unity, these are antonyms. Anyway, part of what prompted that, there were quite a few things that prompted it for a while, but one thing that prompted it was I did have an episode, and I want to say if you didn't see this episode or you're not sure what I'm talking about, that's fine because I, it wouldn't serve any of us to go and like try to figure it out. But there was an episode that I published and folks were messaging me and commenting on it saying that they felt that, that the person that I had on was representing some sort of dark narratives. I honestly didn't see it at the time. And that was because I wasn't paying attention to, I, I almost want to say what, I don't know, the, 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 the trends that are going on. So the things that, that are, were mentioned, I wasn't keeping up with these trends of what might be sort of separation talk. And I mean, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that there are some, this person is, is not one of these people I'm about to mention. There are some really prominent people who put themselves out as teachers in, in spiritual community on some popular channels and networks that are focused on spirituality. And they have been, some people are, I, I want to just say there is, there's great contention there and some people are exposing them as well. Um, sorry, this sounds really cryptic. I don't want to feed any of it. You can go and look it up. I, someone that I think is doing a good job of asking questions when I say exposing, but the, the exposure is coming by just questioning, saying, can you explain this? And the person who I think has done a good job of that is Gigi Young. She has a YouTube channel and she is, I think she's lovely. I think she's wonderful and really 
uh, everything that I've seen of her has been, I think she's wise and, and very heart-centered and super smart too. So I say everything I've seen of her so far because people are nuanced and sometimes they they go into different interests, let's say. not That, that has nothing to do with Gigi, but the, some people who are teachers or at least put themselves out as teachers, sometimes we we really resonate with what it is that they're teaching or sharing. And then there may be other times that we don't. And it could be confusing for us because it's like we have, I think we have this compulsion in our society and our homogenized, um, you know, socially construct in this lower density that people are either all good or all bad. And that's not true. People are complex, nuanced, and messy. Literally, people are multi multidimensional. <laughs> nuanced is another way to say multidimensional. And so, you know, with with a particular teacher, you may like, you may have really like grown or resonated with some material that they were sharing at one time, and then at another time, it doesn't seem to align anymore, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that the resonance you had with that person was wrong, because the fact of the matter is, teachers don't actually teach. Teachers hold space for you to remember what it is you your soul already knows. And so it was always yours anyway. Anything that was resonant in you to bring you to uh, an awakening, an ascension, an understanding, and an opening inside your own experience. So it was always you anyway. But I'll give you a good example because this is, I don't think, in any way controversial or a secret. Doreen Virtue, many people had, especially... Um, if you, if you know, five or 10 years ago, because I don't know how long, it's been probably four or five years that she's really shifted her direction. But there were a lot of people that benefited or had some spiritual growth or opening, awakening through the materials of Doreen Virtue. And then about, I think it was like I say, four years ago, maybe, she began to completely repent, like turn her 180 on all of those materials and actually she became um evangelical christian at into the really i mean it's kind of plain very dogmatic and saying that all of the work and everything associated with that is um evil i mean people are going to hell i mean she literally says those things so again i'm not saying anything controversial you can just go look up her uh, her saying this herself saying that um you know, using tarot cards or oracle cards are the devil's work and mediumship is bad and all that kind of stuff. She actually put out a list called A to Z spiritual practices that something like, I don't know, something about going to hell. I don't know what it is. So that's a good example because you may have been a person who read a book or had her cards and had this wonderful experience w through the materials that she had. Well, see, the thing is those materials, when you had the resonance, whether or not she was fully committed to them or not, or maybe she was and then she changed, I don't know. It's not my business. I, no one can know the heart of another person. Only God does. God energy does. And the thing is, it was you who recognized your re resonance mean that you recognized your own truth. And it just happened to be through the portal of that material at that time. And so you still own that. If it comes to a point where if you if you kind of bristle or feel misaligned with a particular message from a teacher and or even one little aspect, it doesn't mean you have to chuck them out. 
But there might be a threshold where you're like, oh, I, I don't really feel like I'm aligned with this teacher anymore. All of that's okay. Your own sovereignty knows what it is using how the portals that it is attracting to itself to awaken in, in your experience. So with that, with all of that, I'm on kind of a few different discussions, but I wanted to say, so there was a particular episode and the person that I chatted with, I thought had, you know, I, the work that I saw of this person before I had them on seemed very uplifting, really great. And there was a lot of the conversation that I thought was really great, but then there were these little, you know, narratives that I didn't recognize. And for that, I apologize. But a lot of people were, you know, like I say, commented and sort of sent me messages saying, hey, you know, you might want to check that stuff. And I was like, really? I don't see it. So I did a little more research and it just, again, synchronistically, synchronicity brought some other things to me where I saw that there was some ways that certain narratives are, are causing more separation, are causing separation and even like... Um, I want to say, like, kind of, as I used in that other, hijacking the well and the good intentions of people. And I'm not saying the person in this episode has bad intentions. I'm just saying that the messages were, I didn't have the discernment aligned with the way that I want to. And so for that, I want to say, if in any way anyone experienced some discordance, discomfort, distortion from any of the episodes and, um, I apologize. I, I'm sorry. There's only two episodes, two times that I've actually taken down an episode. And that was just because I, I didn't feel after the fact, somehow or other, I didn't feel aligned with it. And that's, I'm the one, it's my channel. It's my podcast. So I'm the one. It has to go through me, right? And so I took it down and I apologize if anyone felt any discordance, but I think maybe you, if you were like me, maybe you didn't pick up on it. So again, no, no point in going and like trying to figure it out. I don't think that helps anyone. I want to say that I, I, I want to make amends for that. And what I, what I'm doing is if I have someone on, I've just changed my system for, for bringing people onto my show. You know, uh, it's going to be organic or it's going to be synchronistic spirit will bring the guests. It would be someone that I know really well or someone that I'm vibing with already in a lot of ways. And rather than some, some of the people who were proposed, because, you know, PR people actually send me suggestions. And if I look at some of their work, I mean, maybe that's not enough. And, and I want to make sure that I'm really bringing you guys something that inspires you. That's really it. And I, will, I really want to put out there in the world things that inspire unity consciousness, Christ consciousness, uh, love and coming together. And, and yes, while some things we, we have activism as a part of our spirituality, some of us, I still, I still am in favor of, of activism being done in, in a manner that is enhancing our brother and sisterhood with one another rather than enhancing blame, shame, guilt, and persecution of others. While in the 3D, some people need to be, they, they need to be stopped from doing certain actions, is what we have law for, that I want us to heal. That's what I want, even for those who need to be stopped in some way in a real sense, and in this 3D matrix, I still am looking for healing and, and the loving connection. And so, 
I will be doing maybe a lot of episodes on my own, and I hope to bring you quality content as I do that. And, and then the folks that you see on here will be people that, to the best of my discernment at the time, I think they're pretty cool. <laughs> I think they rock. And so I'm just, uh, I'm making a commitment to you to double down on my discernment and to tell you that I appreciate you and thank you if you were, if you are giving me the patience and grace to grow. I thank you for that so much. I thank you for those who challenged me and questioned me because that's so helpful. Thank you. Really, I appreciate it so, so much. Okay, well, I guess that will do it for this episode. Be sure to check the description for any and all of the links, and I'll see you really soon. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Mm-hmm.